Best friendhood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friendhood. Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Hello from the other side. Hello, how are you? What did you tell me your name? <laughs> My parents used to sing that song to me when I was like, I don't know, really little. It was, I don't, it's, I have like such a sense memory of my mom going, hello, how are you? Won't you tell me your name? Jacob. Oh, that's <laughs> super sweet. We should do, do you want to do Morgan Freeman impression? And I do Jack Nicholson impression. I don't know what Jack Nicholson sounds like. Yes, you do. I can only think of him in that scary movie, The Shining. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Yeah, he was the Joker. Joker. Mm-hmm. Truly traumatizing. Truly. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but per our new tradition, Jacob. Melissa. Would you rather joke around or be serious? Would I rather? Yeah. Joke around. If you'd rather have your druthers. Am I more naturally jokey or serious? Serious. Yeah, you're real cute when you try joking. (laughs) Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) What is your favorite holiday to decorate for? Halloween. Um, Just because I like (laughs) decorating for Halloween, but I think like I've inherited so much Christmas stuff from my family. You know, like uh, stuff that was uh, crocheted or uh, cross-stitched from my great-grandmother and my grandmother. So, like, I like having those things. Right. But, yeah, Halloween's more fun. Agreed. Yeah. I made you a cross-stitch thing for Halloween. It's freaking bats. I'm going to make you more now that I know that you have a collection of them in Christmas mode. Yeah. You're going to have a whole tote full of them. I don't want that. But <laughs> if, bad. if you give them to me, I mean, I guess I'll have them. Uh, what do other drivers do that gives you road rage? Not using their blinkers. Check that blinker fluid. Oh, my God. It. I don't know why. I get unreasonably angry when someone, like, especially if I'm at a stop sign waiting to turn. Yeah. And there's somebody coming. And then all of a sudden they go, they slam on their brakes and then turn right where I'm at. And I'm like, you asshole. I could have been it's where danger. I needed to go like five minutes ago, but I've been sitting here waiting for you. Yeah. It infuriates me. Also going unreasonably slow. Oh, yeah. But then I remind myself like, well, maybe they just bought a new plant or they have a sick animal or, you know, somebody's hurt inside the car. You know, if I think those things instead of just getting angry, it's helpful. So I, I do something similar, like when somebody cuts me off, like when I was in Denver a few weeks ago, driving on I-25, it's always crazy traffic. Yeah. And I that doesn't even phase me. I'm like, okay, come on over. I can slow down for you. Or like when somebody's trying to merge into the freeway, I'm like, yep, come on in, everybody. I'll wait for you. I'm the person that's like holding the door for the entire store to let out <laughs> just in cars. Like, come on in. I don't have a rush, but you don't use your blinker, I will find you, I will hunt you down, and I will smack you on the nose with a rolled up newspaper until you use that goddamn blinker. I am frightened. So be warned. What animal are you most afraid of? Jacob, when he's road raging? In Sylvia, no. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep, I'm in my mom's car. (laughs) 
Get out my car. Get out my car. <laughs> no. Um, which animal am I most afraid of? Mm-hmm. Probably like like deep sea creepy fish Ooh. things. There's sharp teeth, way bigger than I am. And, tentacles maybe. And oh. I'm, I'd be okay with tentacles because then like, you know. But what if you, the tentacles have gotta, sharp teeth on them? Fuck, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> I don't care about the bends. I am shooting straight to the surface. Uh, yeah, because I think, you know, like being in an atmosphere where you're not, you know, you're not agile or understanding, you know, like mm-hmm. if, unless you dive constantly. I think that's probably why I'd be more afraid is just because like, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is you would hate the game Subnautica. No, because that's fake and it's pretty to look at. <laughs> but like I'm, I would be very frightened of those very large creatures fair yeah after we recorded that episode i haven't played it since oh like i don't know why i've just been extra busy but i did have time to like watch a youtube video okay it was like 10 10 or 15 beginners tips and tricks things you should know when you're making your first base in subnautica some of the places in the fish i was like oh my god i thought i had explored enough apparently not what is this monstrosity right and i haven't been back because Spooky. Spoopy. Hey, that's Melissa. Oh, and that's Jake. And this Spoopy Fish Monster. (laughs) Spoopy Fish Monster. (laughs) That's our band name. Can't take it. Uh uh. We have seventy three bands. Our first our first single. Scary bloop bloop bloop. Scary scary fins. (laughs) Nailed it. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) And this is Oh, this is best, best friendhood. friendhood. Yeah, sorry. Good we, yep. heavens! We, what planet are you on? Subnautica. Heck! Welcome to Earth. We are on Earth, and we are talking all about stuff that encompasses friendship and life and all the good stuff. And well, this week we got a pretty interesting little topic: cupcakes. Bucket. Oh. You, maybe you want to bake a whole bunch of cupcakes. Maybe that's on your bucket list. Yeah. Maybe you want to open up a bakery. I want to make gluten-free cupcakes for the world. Okay. Now, just because you're my friend, I want you to know not everybody is going to like your gluten-free cupcakes. That's not my problem. No. That's true. Well, I'm going to make them. All right. <laughs> you can't stop me. Ah. And my little half-sized stove. <laughs> <laughs> or oven. An easy bake? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically an easy bake. <laughs> I don't know that a full muffin tin would even fit, or like cupcake tin would even fit in my oven because it's so narrow and so shallow. Like, I can barely fit a pizza in there. Oy vey. Yeah. Hmm. 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 So th- I guess I'll just take that off my bucket list. It's fine. No, keep it on there if you really want, because then we'll work hard to get you a bigger oven or a more really easy bakes. big oven. Oh, yeah, just a countertop just... <laughs> full of easy bakes. I'm picturing like those IKEA, like like those metal metallic like shelving units that you can build. Yeah, just have those lining the walls of my apartment. Just easy bake, easy bake, easy bake, easy bake. All plugged into one electric strip. <laughs> one electric strip plugged into the one grounded outlet in the whole 350 square foot place. That's absolutely Love not a it. fire hazard. Uh, no, <laughs> it's a dream hazard. So bucket lists. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And so like, when was the first time 
you kind of maybe started a bucket list for yourself because I remember like hearing about them when I was younger, but I never really made one. I still don't really have one except for like a few things here or there. Um, I honestly, I haven't really like consciously sat down and like written out a bucket list. The first time that I remember having an awareness of them even existing was in 2007 when the Jack Nicholson and Morgan Free, what's his name? Freeman? Freeman. Okay. Movie came out called Bucket List. And I think before that, I probably just had no idea what they even were. So I know like a few things that I want to do, but again, I haven't like sat down and consciously like made a bucket list. What about you? You said you haven't like really made one. No. So what are, well, actually, I guess, let me ask you this. What's your history with the concept of a bucket list? Um, I think it's kind of neat. I remember the first time I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I should consider doing this because it's like a big thing. Wasn't it part of Secondhand Lions that he had a bucket list or is it literally the movie Bucket List? I don't remember a bucket list being in Secondhand Lions. Maybe it's just me like morphing those two movies together. Which kind of makes sense. Mighty Morphin movie powers. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, because isn't Secondhand Lions like the two elderly gentlemen who like... They had a plane. They have a plane and they get... Like a little boy lives with them or something. Right. And I don't remember how he comes to live with them, but somehow mm-hmm. they wind up with a lion that was like... It was a secondhand lion. Yeah. It had been in like a zoo or a circus or something. And I don't... I, it's been... Uh-uh. Ye- I ha- literally haven't seen that since it was in theaters, which was what? 2005, probably? If not before. I know it's an old movie. Like, I thought it was in the early... No, it certainly wasn't the 90s. Early aughts. Early aughts, Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so it's bucket list. Watching that mean like, oh, but they're old people, you know? So like, it's an old person thing. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And we would have been well in our youths at the time. Very much un-old. Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, terminally ill cancer patients, maybe? I I have no recollection. I don't know. But anyway. Anyway, we're not here to talk about movies. uh, No. (laughs) That would be a very short conversation with you. Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) Unless you pick one of the 12 that I've seen. Yes. Eight of those are Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah, I guess, you know, and then every once in a while you come across like a friend or a family member who truly has one Mm -hmm. and who has been like knocking stuff off of it. Like, well, good for you. Yeah. You know, Um but otherwise, I think for me, really the biggest thing that's on there is like, I want to visit New Zealand. Ooh. And I want it to be like a really solid vacation. Like, I want to go and explore. Like, And then I guess, you know, like, that's the really the only one that has like a definitive thing. The other items that might be on there would be like, just go and travel more. You know, mm-hmm. it almost becomes a resolution list more so sure. than a bucket list. Yeah. Like, what are the things I want to accomplish in the next year? No, not even next necessarily in the next year. Just what are the things I want to experience? Yeah, I don't know. Like, in the future? I, like I said. I'm I was not, on a I'm resolution not, list. You know, like things that I want to do just at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily things that you It'd be really like, want to do before you pass away, but just things you want to do still at the same point before I die because then I would be unable to do them. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think to me the idea, the difference, okay, so what you said resolution list, 
help me understand what you meant by that. Sure. So I'm thinking, you know, like I want to travel more. I want to, um, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I want to build and have a plant room, you know, things like that. Like, is that really a bucket list or is that more of like a, a resolution list? Like I'm resolute in my want of doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. You know, like it doesn't seem like a bucket list to me. So bucket list in your understanding is more like concrete, very specific. Yeah. These are the things that I really like before I pass away, these will be the things I do. Yeah. A resolution list is like, these are just the things generally that like I want to have in my life. Sure. That's the difference that I'm hearing. Sure. Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> Your dream for like a foyer that's just a greenhouse or what did you call it? Um, a plant room. No. In a previous episode, like a few weeks ago. Oh, an atrium. Atrium. Yes. Oh, thank hell you. yeah. Like that would be on your resolution list. Sure. Okay. I just, I guess like it's so uh, interchangeable for me because mm. I don't have a bucket list. I have a, a, a bucket of things I want to do kind of ish. Maybe it's not like a, I have to do them before I die. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I just realized a bucket list when you said that, like, it's not a bucket of things you want. Traditionally, a bucket list is before you kick the bucket. Yeah. Just hit me. Oh. Right now. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listener, did you know that a bucket list comes from the saying, kick the bucket, which means to die? Yeah. That's so a, is that like when somebody would be like milking a cow and they I just, was just thinking and they that. just go, oh, I can't utter anything more. So I guess I'll just kick this bucket as I die. Uh, <laughs> get it? Utter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a weird saying. To kick we should bucket. do an episode about interesting idioms. Like to push I would, up daisies to be six foot under. Like these are all idioms for the same thing. Right. And those make sense. Sorry, gosh, I keep bumping this. Like a, I keep bumping this too. Are we new? Is with, this our first episode? Oh, I put I put a blanket on my hoobies and so there's like an extra half inch of padding there. I'm getting used to it. Is that on your bucket list to put an extra half inch of padding there? I'll cut that out. I mean <laughs> preferably if, if I if I could pick and choose where the excess cellulite on my body lives, my hoobies would be a grand place. <laughs> instead of it's just, you know, like a, a front pooch and uh, my thighs rub. Hmm. A little extra hoobie padding would be nice. Keep it warm in the winter. <laughs> so I guess really on my bucket list, have a have a great podcast. Whoop. Check mark. Check. <laughs> Complete. You know, and I guess some of the other things that I've always really wanted was to have, you know, like a really long lasting best friend. Hmm. You know, somebody that, you know, like a, a connection like that. I hope you find that. Oh, bitch. <laughs> the shade. Uh, what I know. mean is I hope I'm that. You are. Yay. Because we've talked about that, you and I, about how it's like yeah. you're almost what I would consider my soulmate. Right. Because soulmate yeah. doesn't have to be a romantic partner. Not at all. It's just the puzzle piece that your soul mm-hmm. clicks with. Yeah. Some people, I think we've talked about this in a whole episode maybe, but like some people are fortunate enough to find that that element of i guess i don't know closeness com- connection companionship yeah. yeah in their spouse or romantic partner mm-hmm. but not everyone no and i think that's pretty normal and totally okay it doesn't devalue the marriage or the commitment of that relationship it just if anything hopefully it adds to it right yeah what is on your 
bucket list slash resolution list since, you know, it could be either. Since it can be either. I like that. Um, so in terms of things that I like have a hard and fast deadline, like I will Is that do another this. joke? Deadline? Kick the bucket. Oh, heck. Deadline. <laughs> I didn't even. Yep. Okay. I did mean to make that pun. <laughs> uh, anyway, so hard and fast deadline. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I really want to go to Antarctica. Yes. Yes. Hope like I would love to go to Antarctica for my 40th birthday. Like I think that would be amazing. And yeah, I don't know. That's when I was in undergrad, my dad talked to me about how he had an opportunity when he was in college to go spend, I think like a semester or a year or something at like a research facility in Antarctica. And ever since then, I have just been so drawn and so fascinated to that place. Like it's so different and foreign and alien to anything I've ever known that to be able to go and see that with my own human eyes and not just like Google Earth or pictures from you know, National Geographic or something to experience that biting cold. And you know how I feel about cold. I hate it, Mm -hmm. but it would be worth it. Like I would, I'm so enthralled by that. And I think it would be best to go like by your 40th because think how much differently it's going to be looking within a decade even, you know. Because climate change is real. Correct. On this podcast, we believe that climate change is real. We believe in science and love and equality and respect Uh, and bad jokes and fart jokes. Oh, yeah. Something else. I definitely New Zealand is on my list. I would love to go to New Zealand. Like that's partly my like Lord of the Rings nerd coming out. But that is also my just it's a beautiful place and I want to see more beautiful places in my life. Yes. Um, in terms of experiences, and we've talked about this, skydiving is one. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you haven't done that. The idea of it scares me to death, which is exactly why I want to do it. I want to look that fear in the eye and go, yeet. Yeah. The worst part is just right before you're about to yeet yourself. And Uh you're like, oh, okay. But then, you know, you're strapped to somebody else whose job is to (laughs) professionally yeet people out. (laughs) Exactly. So it's much easier. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, um, yeah. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) In like third grade, I went to this boy scout. No, 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 no. It was like seventh grade. I went to this church camp where it wasn't really a camp. It was a church event at a camp. Like, we didn't actually stay or anything. We just did some of the activities. And one of them was to climb this, like, and then jump off. And I could not do it. Like, somebody had to start crawling up, which then just, like, activated my fear mode even more that I just jumped before they could push me. They were going to push you? I suspect they probably were coming up to help escort me down. Yes. But my terror brain went, they're going to push you. You might as well do this yourself. And so I did. And it was honestly kind of cool. There you go. It was kind of fun. And I wanted to do it again, but they wouldn't let me because I took too much time waiting and other people had to go. It's fine. (laughs) But since then, I've always wanted to go skydiving and like basically take that fear, take that like frozen in place experience and amp it up out of a fucking plane, which like I have family members in the military that that is literally their job. All of the time they're jumping out of airplanes. Uh Uh-huh. 
It's like their thing. So they get paid for it and you would pay to do it. Correct. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather pay to do it once and not have to do it multiple times a day. That's, yeah, true and fair and fine. We'll make sure to stock you full of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) You can see if you can outrun your own runs. (laughs) Oh, God. No, because they're just, nope. Not going there. Uh, love that. So there was something in my brain. Do you want me to go ahead and go? Yeah, please, okay. please, because I am drawing a blank on what I was going to ask. That's okay. So one thing that my aunt and I have talked about before is becoming death doulas. Right, yeah. And so like in my understanding, part of that duty would be to help people not necessarily like do all of their bucket list, but if there are a mm. few things that, you know, like another human can help out with you know like Mm -hmm. maybe it's writing that letter to your fourth grade sweetheart or trying to reconnect with family members or even making sure that your celebration of life or funeral whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. is done how you wanted it you know because that's something that is on your list of you know stuff and i think that that is such a wonderful thing you know especially when you're at a time because to be honest most of us are not going to have an inkling of when we won't be able to do anything else maybe it's because of injury or illness Mm -hmm. or sudden passing Mm -hmm. you know so to have a little bit of heads up and maybe you're still able-bodied and capable of doing things on your bucket list hell yeah i think especially because we are humans once we know that like oh the clock is actually ticking and you can see, oh, this is going to be bad, the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, yeah. like you get your ass in gear and you find a way to make it happen mm-hmm. for the things that you want to happen, you know? Otherwise, I think we always feel like there's this undetermined amount of time in the future, like in the future, mm. you know, like, right. well, maybe I'll do that by like, you know, maybe in my 60s or something. Well, right, right. You're not granted 60s, my dude. But then again, like you can't be so irresponsible and like just going off on a whim and traveling to Antarctica, you know. Mm-hmm. That takes years of planning. And saving and, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Financially alone, mm-hmm. it takes years of preparation. But then the actual planning takes a lot of time and effort. Right. So I think that's something that as humans, you know, we take time for mm-hmm. granted. Mm-hmm. And until something happens either to like a family member or friend, we kind of forget that we take it for granted. But anyway, I, I bring that all up to say like what what an honor it would be to help somebody fulfill their bucket list. You know, that's like what the movie Bucket List was about, you know. Right. So I think about how what a dear thing it would be like if you overhear your friend talking about always wanting to do something Mm -hmm. or, you know, it could be as simple as always wanting to go and do an escape room or always wanting to go and do one of those wine and paint things, you know, or what it could be something so small. But if you have the opportunity to help make an experience happen for a friend or for a family member, like that is a joy that you just can't beat, right? you know, because they're not going to do it by themselves necessarily so that's one thing that i i think is really neat that if and it doesn't have to be big either you know Mm -hmm. like maybe for their birthday coming up you go and get a gift card to that place you know or whatever let them do it on their own terms but now you've provided the ability to go do that thing yeah or surprise them you know honestly kidnap them for an afternoon right yeah yes 
Yeah, I was just thinking like I have a couple friends who I know so desperately want a surprise party. Yeah. And yet they always manage to plan their own birthday parties. I'm like, if you would stop doing that, maybe we could throw you a surprise party. Oh, well. But like, that's that's one of those like smaller things. Like, we started off big, like traveling yeah. the world and having these kind of grand experiences. Oh, but yeah. I love how you have brought that down to like the day-to-day experiences that, mm-hmm. that just unless we make time for them today, we may actually end up with that being on our bucket list if we know our time is approaching. So I think about how for the longest time when I was a, a young adult, I, like I don't even think I was 20 yet, but I always talked about wanting a, an electric toothbrush mm-hmm. because, you know, nine out of 10 dentist degree, this is the way to go. Blah, <laughs> right. blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know, but they were really expensive back then. But I kept talking about it and kept talking about it. And I remember it wasn't even for my birthday or anything, but my mom got me an electric toothbrush. Oh, my gosh. And it's still the toothbrush that I have today. Whoa, girl. Yeah. I mean, obviously different heads. (laughs) But I know. Yeah. Like the same charger, the same. That's impressive. Dude. Yeah. It's over a decade old. But the joy, like the ecstatic joy that I felt in having the thing that I couldn't personally attain. Right. I was like, I'm going to brush my teeth so much. <laughs> and yeah. And I think it, like even when I use it every once in a while, it'll pop into my head of like the joy that I felt in receiving it because it was something that I just wanted so hard. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, and sometimes you don't even realize how much an experience or like a little thoughtfulness tossed somebody's way how much that can matter right and how much that can stay with them Mm -hmm. and maybe even encourage them to go after something maybe that is on their bucket list because like oh yeah the world is full of fun and glory and awesomeness like yes i'm i'm saying that an electric toothbrush could lead you to fulfill your bucket list friends that is what i'm saying But I think that's a fair thing to say because so many of life's life's happenstances occur when we take a small baby step toward making that thing happen. Like you can't go to New Zealand without starting somewhere Mm -hmm. with saving your money, whether that's, you know, $10 off of each paycheck or, you know, whatever it is, you have to start small when you want to have those kinds of things occur. So if if the gift of an electronic toothbrush brought you that much joy and inspired you to think about okay what are the other things that I value in my life that I want to have in my life that I want to experience in my life that's a baby step that is baby step numero like trace because number one was (laughs) thinking about it number two is talking about it all the time until people got tired of it and went oh my god just get this girl a toothbrush (laughs) is she even brushing her teeth right now (laughs) I I just had I drank eight cups of coffee and I just held a toothbrush in each hand Your poor heart. This was vibrating so much. <laughs> it was like an electric toothbrush. So, you know, when you were talking, I was just going to move my glasses up that I'm not wearing. Mm-hmm. I do that often. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have talked about doing this, but a vision board. Oh, I fully made one, girl. You t- Without me? Yeah. <gasps> you told me you weren't that interested. How very dare. Did I? Yes. I don't remember this. Don't worry. I bought enough stuff for you to do it as well. Okay, It's just good. sitting at my apartment. So you have to make another one. Oh uh, yeah, you you can just we'll the put first it up one in the was a rough draft. Here. The first one was a rough draft. Okay, 
your yes, your uh, cutting and pasting skills might need. You know, Elmer's glue is a tough medium to work with. Well, and once you get the sharpie out, I mean, things oh, just yes. get out of control. Oh, so speaking of those, yeah, can you guess what? Like, no, you can't guess. Maybe, maybe allow oh, me. What's the question? There are three things: two places and a thing on my vision board. Antarctica? Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand? No. Another place? Uh-huh. It's one that I've already been to that oh. I've talked about a lot because I was only there for like, I think Europe. a day or two. Mm-mm. Turkey. Gobble gobble, motherfucker. That would be neat. That would be beautiful. I want to go back to Istanbul so badly. This year, it's been 10 years since I was there. And like, I think about it so frequently. I think about it and I look at my old pictures. I look at the map of like how we took our little tour. It was like, I just, I just want to go back so badly. When I was there, I wanted to live there. I was like, I'm going to learn Arabic. I'm going to move in with this wonderful tour guide. We're going to be best friends. I'm going to live here. I'm going to have a little deli or something with cats. Here we go. So as people eat their deli meat, they can floss with cat fur. Yeah. Beautiful. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> What else would they do? <laughs> okay, so those were the two places. And what else was on there? A I'm thing. Supposed, a thing? Uh, a cats. purchase. More cats. No. A, a man. Purchase. A purchase. I'm not going to purchase a man. A purchase. I mean, have you seen those sex dolls recently? Like, they, it's like a human. Ew. I don't want that. Oh, all right. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's, a, there's an episode of uh, We Like to Watch, and apparently oh, Trixie no. bought one, and she hasn't had a chance to use it yet. Do she you remember? mentioned that in the one that we watched. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway. Wow. Like, And that was shared to the internet. like All of the internet. Correct. She has such a big following. Oh, man. Oh, And now boy. they know that that's a thing that she has in her garage. Correct. Well, we always knew that Katya had one. Well, Katya basically is one. Oh, that's... I don't know if that's rude or not. She would probably laugh. She would. Yeah. So it's and then she would go beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Remember Rocco's Modern yes. Life? <laughs> yes. I, like, I think I was in my 30s when I learned that he worked at a, a phone sex hotline. Oh, yeah. It was within the last five years that I learned I had that. no idea. Never would have known it. Oh, his dog's name was Spunky. <gasps> Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyway. A house. Oh. So yeah, I, I probably be... wouldn't have guessed that. Really? Yeah. It's the thing I talk about buying all the time. I know. Well, I was thinking about things that you put in it. Like a bigger oven or like 20 easy bake ovens. Uh, or both. Uh-huh. I'm going to or... have two big baking ovens in the kitchen and then a whole garage full of easy bakes. A male robot who could be your housekeeper, your gluten-free cupcake maker. <laughs> And a companion. What was, okay, uh, the Jetsons. What was their- Here's George Jetson. Rosie? Yeah. Was that the, the robot? Mm-hmm. So I could have- A sassy New York accented <laughs> yes. robot. What would his name be? Rodolfo's Taken. Yeah. Ronaldo. Anyway, I'm, try I, I, like, I'm trying to come up with a masculine equivalent of Rosie. Mm, Ronald. <laughs> No. Guys, this is my definitely not sex robot slash butler slash cupcake cooker, Ronald. <laughs> it just does not <laughs> roll off the tongue. No. Well, now this is on my bucket list, figuring out what to name my imaginary robot. There we are. 
Imagine, Ari. Jean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm stumped. I gotta hey, move on. You know, speaking of moving on, I'm gonna move my buns on upstairs real quick. Would you mind taking a quick break? Yes, please, because my bladder is saying it's that time. Oh, damn. Slam that keyboard. On your bladder's bucket list, it's... To be vacant. Visiting Niagara Falls. The button is clicked. Clicky the button. The button is clicked. Clicky the button. The button is a click. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Nope. My brain just broke. (laughs) In the most glorious fashion. It was very good. That makes me think of uh, Trixie Mattel when she does her Swedish voice, <laughs> which I can't even replicate. Can I have bread? Can I please have bread? My daughter died in a robot and I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> I think that's Katya who sings that. Is that Katya? Yeah, she goes, my daughter died in a robot and I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> Maybe it was Trixie. No, no, no. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think in my heart of hearts, I just really wanted to hear that in Trixie's Swedish voice. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be on your bucket list? Uh, Heck yeah. Meeting those two. Oh my God, that would be on my bucket list. So I did look, because we're going to go and see them. Yes. uh, But for like the upgraded tickets to do all of that shenanigans, so expensive, dear Jakob. Oh God. Yeah. Like. How much? Like, we're talking two to $300 more than what we paid. Oh, my God. Yeah. We already paid a and then pretty you, penny. You get, like, a pin. I can get a pin on their website for $9 well, or $3. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Okay. <laughs> I haven't actually looked. <laughs> Fair enough. But I can get a granny pin for $3. Oh. Love. By the way, if I get some more granny stickers, do you want them? Hell yes. Okay. Oh, I have a sticker for you in my bag. Tremendous. How to cook that. <gasps> to meet her would also be a joy. I just want to gush at her face. Yeah. So she's in Australia. We just have to bebop over from our trip to New Zealand. Perfection. And meet Anne Reardon. I love this. I love her. Yes. She, oh my God, I just look up to her so much. Mm -hmm. She is so wise and kind and intelligent. And I love the way that she ends every one of her videos. Make it a great week. See you next Friday. Make it a great week. I love that. Like, don't just have a great week. Make it a great Mm -hmm. week. I love that. I don't know. There's just something about that. The kindest call to action I've ever heard. Yes. Right? Yes. Well said. Love it. You know, maybe on my bucket list is to be an inspiration to somebody. You're an inspiration to me. Aw. And I'm not being You're cheesy. my inspiration. It's a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, like, it's no, a, I know, I know, okay. I know. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I know it's a song, but when you said that, it's so similar to uh, the Mad TV, like, video dating montages of... <laughs> lowered expectations oh my which God. i'm guessing is riffing off of that song because it's a very similar tone tune it's like lowered expectations like it's that tune but in reverse <laughs> lovely and it's just oh, these two how funny like it's really rude looking back on it it's just these two people standing on a beach awkwardly uh-huh. <laughs> like that's rude maybe they're in love leave them alone you don't have to lower your expectations to fall in love on a beach with another weirdo if you're a weirdo. It's okay. Well, so what is weird? Me. 
All right. Facts be facts. <laughs> Moving on. Whenever one of my clients describes themselves as weird, I have to bite my tongue in half so that I don't just say, but honey, weird is okay. <laughs> because, you know, that would be like invalidating and shutting them down. Would it? I, I believe that some people would take it that way. Okay. Interesting. But in my head, I'm just like, honey, someday you're going to accept your weirdness and you're going to be glorious for it. And you're going to realize that you weren't even really that weird to begin with. Not at all. People are just pretending, honey. <laughs> yes. Also, though, speaking about your smarts and your brain and doing your doing the dang thing. Doing the dang do thing. For your work. Dang, um, dang, diggity, dang, dang. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John. Oh, my gosh. Right. Where was the fanfare for her? Oh, no. We already we, talked about this. Yep. Sorry. We're still mad about it, though. He, correct. I am. Um, any Hoosiers. What? Can you bring smart, sciencey stuff to bucket lists? Like, is there, is there like a thing that kind of helps to explain the answer is yes. I wondered. So, okay. So when we were upstairs, one of the things that came to my mind was, okay, so I am by no means a Freudian, like, psychoanalyst. That is a totally different realm of psychology and psychotherapy. Also, speaking of weird, some of it's weird. Yeah. Although Freudian slippers are a hilarious gift that you can get for somebody off of unemployedphilosophersguild.com. All right, moving on. I'm expecting a pair for Christmas. Oh, shoe size? Nine Not from half? you. Oh. <laughs> from a dear listener. Oh. <laughs> and that dear listener being my dad. Dad, I know you listen. Make a note. There, you have my Christmas list. Don't ask me in September what I want for Christmas. Unless it's a trip to Antarctica. Oh, dad, let's go. I love that my dad a trip listens for three, to this please. podcast. <laughs> Four. Four. Bonus mom has to come good actually she hates the cold i don't she would be like i'll i'll, I'll leave you guys in in chile you guys keep going i'm gonna stay here it's <laughs> love penguins here i'm fine i'm Bye. gonna drink some chilean wine see you when you get back <laughs> <laughs> i think it's chile is one of the stops anyway freud i am not a freudian but when i was in grad school um because he was such an important part of the history of psychology Fair. we had to learn all of his stuff mm -hmm. even the stuff that currently we consider nonsensical sure one of the things though that has always stuck with me and came to my mind while we were talking earlier is what freud called the death drive or to use a greek word thanatos <gasps> thanos yes Th thanatos from the greek mythology yeah yes so thanos well and we done. all turned into sand Sand. Well, half of us turned into sand. Or ash. Or ash. Uh, well, yeah. What? Is, anyway. Just so, call me Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just call me the Sandman. Have you watched that show yet? No, have you? Dude, it's fucking amazing. Okay. I So years ago, my dad got me a couple of the graphic novels, like years oh, ago. Okay. Yeah. And one of them was like this really big hard back like with the with neil gaiman's notes and annotations oh how cool it is the coolest so i've read oh and one night in chicago i would i had the dates wrong sorry i promise i'll get back to this eh. i had the dates wrong for the doctor who premiere of like that season and okay. so i was at this bar called geek bar beta r.i.p and i was there a week early and so the bartenders like it was empty and i walked in sat and like you walk in they have like nintendo Tell 64s me you were dressed up 
uh hell yeah oh my god i love it not as the doctor but just like in doctor who attire sure like the garb yeah okay so you walk in there's like three bookcases of comic books and graphic novels love it there's nintendo 64 there's old like all of these old video game consoles tabletop games like it was my nerd heaven yeah and they had delicious reasonably priced drinks <laughs> so i walk in and i'm like why the fuck is this place empty or don't they know what day it is <laughs> like they've been advertising this on facebook for weeks oh no so i sit down at the bar and i talk to this really cute bartender um am i do i have the day wrong or something he goes well you're here for doctor who he goes that's next week I went, shit i'm out of town next week he's like well do you want to grab a graphic novel and be my taster so i for drink, like that night's drinks like next week's yeah, drinks all because <gasps> they had all these themed drinks oh, like heck do a zygon and like the tardis blue uh martini and exterminate (laughs) your thirst with us (laughs) i'm sure it was something there was something like that like the exterminator he just like i he had me sit at a particular place at the bar where he was making all of his drinks and i was just sitting there and i was reading i think it was volume seven of the sandman graphic novel series the one that i didn't have Hmm. and I had like probably five or six drinks that he didn't charge me for. Oh. Because he literally was just practicing them. It was such a was cool Was that his experience. name, Buzz? Mm, I, was he also tiny? <laughs> <laughs> you have left with a happy little Buzz. hey <laughs> <laughs> That was so well done. No, I did not go home with him that oh, night. I had bad. to take the bus back and it was going to stop well before the bar closed. And I just wasn't about to uber it and it was like anyway so the sandman how did i get to this i don't know thanos thanatos the death drive so freud had this theory of the life drive and the death drive now you're all familiar with the id ego and super ego the id is i was like never mind (laughs) i'm not gonna go into that okay that's a different episode yeah so the death drive and the life drive are essentially um either our fears or our reasons to live the death drive is something that if i remember correctly it's been about five years since i've done anything about this but the death drive is essentially any action that occurs with the knowledge that we will someday die so standing at the top of a cliff and looking down and facing your mortality by realizing like wow if i just took two steps that would be it. The life drive... To keep you away from death? Yeah. It's like a fear of death. The life drive is, in Freud's mind, reproduction. Eating... He was all about that fucking... And reproducing. And I'm actually going to pause for just a second because I want to just double check that I have this correct. Because for me, I would think like... The drive to do things because you are going to die would be like, you want to stand next to that cliff edge because when else are you going to do it? You want like the reason for doing a bucket list would be like a death drive in my brain, but obviously I'm not Freud. I I totally Freud. have this mi- mixed up. Okay, um, get it right, Jacob. Oh, God. I know. I'm really glad that I looked at this because this is not how I remembered it. Hmm. So, um, Freud had he called this theory the theory of eros and thanatos. 
um, or Thanatos. I don't know how to pronounce it. Thanatos is what I would like. That's the real American way of saying it. Thanatos. Fair. So Freud's whole point with this was that the death drive is people channeling this drive outward and it manifests as antisocial behavior or aggression. He theorized that humans are naturally driven toward death and destruction. Um, By humanity, not individual. So I feel, okay, so I'm going to bring this, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to bring this back together. Just call me Will Smith and I am legend. I will fix this. All right, Will, get after it. If the death drive is the drive to survive, or excuse me, the drive toward death, the knowledge and awareness that you are moving toward your own death constantly could perhaps drive people to then lean into their lives and create bucket lists, things that they want to accomplish with the stark awareness of their own mortality. Hmm. That, hmm. Nah, we should just cut this whole whole fucking thing out. I totally fucking dropped the ball on this. Well, I mean, is that... That's also just you showing a bit of humanity. It's okay that you biffed it because it's still creating a space for conversation to happen. Fair. Thank if you're you. okay with it. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a great like thing to try to tap into. I really, I mean, again, it's been five years, but my understanding of it and the reason I was thinking of it with this episode was that my understanding was the death drive is like why we want to do things with our lives when faced with mortality. Mm-hmm. That's what I would assume in just from hearing it, you know, but, you know, obviously leave it to Freud to make things complicated. No uh, kidding. <laughs> but, you know, something that you mentioned within there that like hits home with me because and you and I off podcast have talked about this, mm-hmm. about how for some reason, like this year, especially mortality has been on my brain so much more often. Yeah a lot and it's not like in a scary way like i'm i'm truly not frightened of death i'm not not for myself not of others you know Mm -hmm. but it's been on my mind like it could be as simple as me walking around the neighborhood and because there's been a few close calls you know but you think nothing of it Mm -hmm. you know right or even there was one day when i was eating something while laying down and i'm almost choked on it you know (laughs) it's like oh and nobody else is around what if this is it you know or if somebody even as simple as like if you have undiagnosed sleep apnea yeah you could pass away in your sleep you know so just these little things and then and and seeing how quickly the world moves Unless you are like intrinsically connected to that person who has passed, the world keeps on moving. It keeps chugging along. And and I hope this doesn't sound cold, but even when we are incredibly close to the person who has passed, for us... You still have to, too. Life does continue. I mean, it, it hurts and there is yes. a void and there is grief. And it's never the grief, same and moving it will never forward. Be the same. Yes. But even so... Your heart still keeps pumping blood. Your brain still fires neurons. Like, it will never be the same, but it continues. Yeah. And how can do be, you move forward? Right. You know, well, that was one By thing. By finding meaning, I think. Yeah. So with my uncle's celebration of life. Oh, we already said that, right? Like, that's why we took a really long hiatus is because my 
uncle had been battling a severe form of cancer, it moved very quickly, we moved him into hospice, and then he ended up passing. Uh, and then we've <clears throat> been doing gatherings in celebration of life. He was also only seven years older than me. Seven mm-hmm. years. That's it, bro. Mm-hmm. Less than a decade. But one thing that our dear friend Kay brought up in uh, during one of the celebration of life's was he would have wanted me to choose to be happy, mm. not to just sit here and be sad and wallow and waste the time that I do have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to choose to be happy. Yeah. And like... Ball, and not that you shouldn't feel grief or sit with that mortality, but allow it that space. But then to also remember to choose to be happy because they can coexist. Grief and happiness can coexist, and it feels completely Alien. absurd. Yes, yeah. One of my favorite examples of grief um, is like if you picture a box and there's a huge ball. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And over time, the ball gets smaller, but it still bounces around and hits the sides. It just hits a little bit differently and it hits hopefully a little bit less as time Mm -hmm. goes on. But it's always going to be there. So I think what your friend Kay is talking about is finding a way to surround that ball with happiness, to fill in the spaces between life and sadness with happiness between life and grief, wherever you can, inject some joy. So instead of being steel-walled, turn that box into a bouncy house. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still going to hit the sides, but hopefully it's a little less painful. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got brothers who are assholes and still just like, well... WWE style. Oh, I was like, I don't know what that was. WWE style. (laughs) Girl... We've talked about the kind of child I was. If I I would have said WWF, you would have been like, World Wildlife Foundation? How is that violent? Oh, no. I, (laughs) as a child, I used to think that WWF was WWE. Yeah, I think it was. It was at one time. And then they. Oh, okay. So I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong. But also, like, yeah, I'm just poking fun at you. Man, I feel like I wasted so much of our time with that. Jacob, what did I say? We're learning. It? We're learning. It's also, fine. it presented a space for us to continue talking on this topic in a different and way. Also, so Freud can go fuck off. Like he can go fuck his own mother. He has been dead for like a hundred years That's or something. Oedipus. But he had an no, Oedipus that, complex. He had an Oedipus right? complex. Yes. Yeah. So I'm taking Freud's theory of Thanatos and I am reworking it in the way that I see fit. Because didn't you just tell me earlier that there are things that are nonsensical or unworking anymore from Freud's earlier? Bingo, buckaroo. I sure did so, say that. yeah. You're just, you knock down that Lego castle and you're rebuilding it that fits you. Yeah. So then the life drive, Eros, in his language, would have been like the drive to procreate, to survive, to reproduce. I think that's a biological one. So he's talking biologically. Yeah. Not yeah. like spiritually or anything different. Right. Very biological. So in Jacob's theory of Thanatos and Eros. Mm-hmm. The death drive is what how we respond to the knowledge of our mortality. And Eros, the life drive, is how we experience life while facing death. Okay. It's not about reproduction. It's about making meaning. It's about finding meaning within the pain, creating meaning regardless of how much suffering we're in. Producing a life you find worth living. Yes. 
Yes. Which can't be reproducted, reproduced. I'm trying over <laughs> here. I'm trying. I know. I am <laughs> grasping at straws here. Thank you for supporting me through this. You know what to do when you finally do grasp some of those straws? Put them in some cups for your friends who showed up to a bar when it wasn't Doctor Who night. That's what you do. <laughs> Nobody else showed up, though. The bartender was there. <laughs> Happy little buzz. Happy little buzz. I wonder how he's Bob, doing. Like Bob Ross painting you sitting there. <laughs> and this is our happy little buzz. <laughs> happy little buzz. Well, my darling, this has been a joy, but I... My brain has thrown in the towel. Well, as soon as you start beating yourself up like this, I know that it's, it's probably time to just wrap it up with a little bow. Thanks for knowing that about me. You're my best friend. And you're my best friend. Hell yeah. I love you. Thank you for my bubble machine. You are so welcome. Okay. Do you want to tell them the story real quick? No. Okay. We'll talk Don't about it another day. Join was... our Patreon and learn more about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so delighted by it. Oh, myself as well. If you've oh. been delighted by any part of this conversation, you could choose to follow us on Twitter or Instagram. At BFHpod. Or you could email us your own stories, your own experiences with talking about bucket lists making a bucket list helping someone complete their bucket list or even ideas for topics yeah or ideas for topics because there's so much more out there in the world than our two brains can concoct hell yeah <laughs> cocked <laughs> uh <laughs> so feel free to email us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com yeah we talked about patreon which you can follow us i think uh, you know you can get early access you can get some cool photos you can just hang out at patreon is also patreon.com slash best friendhood boom shakalaka we've got a beautiful logo that you can see wherever you find us which is created by the gorgeous oh so talented creative wonder that is jennifer bait oh and wherever you find podcasts tell your friends to find us on there too and while you're there if you wouldn't mind leaving a review a rating or subscribe or follow to us that'd be amazing the number one way though that you could spread the word is by Given a friend our name. Some lip service. <laughs> Word of mouth. Making it weird. As we do. Yep, but you know what is definitely not weird? Hmm. To make sure that you, each and every one, know that you are loved. And you are worth being loved. And we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Uh, that's how I end it. <laughs>